You know what, MCs? The audio is just part of the podcast experience. Sometimes you need the facial expressions, the hand gestures, you need to see our faces so the jokes land. So head on over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the at sign, it's Marcia Cork, right now to watch the visuals alongside these episodes. You can enjoy newly available video of my past episodes and subscribe so you can get notified as soon as this episode becomes available next week. So that's youtube.com forward slash at it's Marcia Cork. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. See you there. Bye-bye. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Listen, you've heard my hashtag, different, better, more. What will you do differently, better, or more of in 2023? Some of you have already committed to healing from grief by working with me and my non-clinical approach to grief recovery and support. But for those of you who want to round out your healing with a clinical approach, there's BetterHelp and their network of over 25,000 licensed therapists. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's by text, by chat, phone, or even video. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, with more scheduling flexibility and at a much more affordable price. Use this link to get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp.com forward slash C words. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash C words. If I listen, I, I really thought that like she wouldn't catch cancer again. I thought it was gone the first time. Um, mm -hmm. It was uterine cancer. So the second time when she got mm -hmm. it, we were like, well, she was like, I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting. And we were with her, mm -hmm. went to her radiation appointments, breaking therapy, all that good stuff. And it wasn't until um, you know, I, I remember being in those moments with her and I was, she started doing some things where it was like, you know, she was like, I got to pay this. I got to pay that. I got to pay this. And she was doing different things mm -hmm. around the house. And I was like, why, why the rush? Like, we're fine. Yeah. We have time. And in that very same weekend, you know, uh, those were the, the last times she was able to voice something to us. And then she passed the very next week. Listen, grief doesn't have to be grim. That's why when I talk about it on this podcast, it's about dealing with grief and loss in a way that influences the changes you want to make in your life. As you heal, what do you want to do next? Make a professional pivot, end a toxic relationship or friendship? I want you to have the confidence to navigate change. These are real stories from my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and my inspiring interviews with change makers. I'm Marcia Cork, the change coach, and this is Ooh, Those F and C Words. MCs, welcome back. I am Marcia Cork, the change coach. Welcome to another episode of Ooh, Those F and C Words. Now listen, 
I don't know for sure, but I think I might have been set up. OK, <laughs> I think today's guest tried to throw me off my interview game to see if I would rise to the occasion. <laughs> we had a minor scheduling snafu, which made yes. me have to seize the moment and catch her while she was she was available. But I could not be more excited. I am here today with Tiffany Lady T. Watson. All right. Yeah. If you're in the DMV area, then you know that Lady T truly brings all of the charm to the charm city and surrounding areas. She is an Emmy nominated TV host, on air talent at Fox 45. We tune into Fox 45's Be More Lifestyle for Lady T's Spilling the Tea with Lady T. And let me tell you, she has also been featured on Hot 99.5's The Kane Show and on TMZ Live as a guest contributor. And now, Lady T is in the hot seat. Yeah, the interviewer is becoming the interviewee today. I, know, I like this. I'm like, this is different. I'm usually the one asking the questions and I'm like, this is fun. Hey. Yeah. And I want to keep it fun. I want it to be conversational. I like these okay. conversations. I like it to be just that. I don't yes, want it to yes. feel like Q&A. Okay. Of course. Of so course. The one thing I try to do is have them kind of take a past, present, future kind of format. So Ooh. I did, yeah, I did, you know, share some, some, some questions, some topics to kind of drive the conversation, mm -hmm. um, but I'm just going to pepper those in. So I really <laughs> want you to just take the lead in the conversation. Um, I like to start with any life-changing moments, life events, any trials, mm -hmm. hardships um, that may have shaped who you are, who mm -hmm. may have shaped your personality shape the work that you do today. So I want to start there. Tell us a, a bit about Lady T, little Lady T growing little up. Little Lady T? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Girl, I was a fireball when I was younger. So it was, okay. this is definitely, first of all, let me just say I'm honored to be here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I know we have a mutual connection. Uh, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's good to finally like see you, like, you know, hopefully we can meet face to face eventually. But yes, I would love this to, is yeah. such an honor. Uh, but yes, no, Little Lady T was a fireball. Little Lady T um, was always cracking jokes and she used to uh, walk her pretend dog and carry a purse. <laughs> Not a pretend um, dog. <laughs> little, li listen, it wasn't even real. It wasn't even a real dog. <laughs> Stop. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So how old were you? Listen, every I was, I think it's they said it started when I was like maybe four or five, uh -huh. four or five years old. And I okay. just I did this crazy stuff. I just used to I used to pretend I had a microphone in my hand. I used to have I used to do I that. used to be interviewing my teddy bears. Mm -hmm. I would walk this pretend dog and with my purse and pretend I'm taking the train and just looking fabulous. Like love it. I don't know who I thought I was when I was younger, but like my family always says that I was clearly destined to be somebody like amazing, somebody great. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you know, they always saw me as this star. So that was mm -hmm. one thing I remember as my, you know, from a child uh, perspective, I grew up in New York. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Queens. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I grew up in New York. I grew up in Queens and I used to, I went back and forth between my, 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 me and my parents' house and my aunt mm -hmm. in Harlem. Okay. So shout out to Queens of Harlem. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so I, you know, um, honestly, broadcast I feel like shaped my life. You know, like I mm -hmm. used to listen to the radio a lot when I was younger, and I used to love, I used to love listening to Angie Martinez on like uh, Hot 87, Funk Master mm -hmm. Flex. I used to love listening to just 
radio. And then yeah. I was like, I, I loved watching Oprah. So my mom was an okay. Oprah fan, like die hard, like four o'clock every day. Every day. Uh-huh. It, like whether you had homework or not, my mom was like, turn that TV on to mm-hmm. Oprah. Put on my own, put on the O. The O. <laughs> it was so like my mom love, 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 love. Like she loved Oprah. So mm-hmm. I grew up on that. So it's like, I feel like broadcast surrounded me. So yeah. basically what shaped me, I have to say, is partially my mom, you know, God rest her soul. Um, you know, she died a year and a half ago to um, mm-hmm. uterine cancer. And okay. that woman shaped me though. She shaped me to be like who I am today. Um, you know, she was always at everything. When I opened for, for Kev on stage, she was front and center recording it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I changed my major, oh Lord, she was mad. I, I was doing a uh, law and then I switched to communications and I didn't tell her for like a, like maybe a year or two. Cause I knew she was going, she was, my mom is West Indian. They're West Indian. They've got, oh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. They've got in South America. So, okay. you know, West Indian and Caribbean people don't play. So yeah. You know, she was really mad when I changed my major, but I started to excel. So she was like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. Um, my mom had, she, she was like, It's oh, always okay, cool. good when it turns out right. Listen, <laughs> it's always when it turns out good, right? She threatened to stop paying my student loans. She was like, I want my name off of this student loan. My mom was, you know, she was a, she was feisty. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the woman shaped me to be who I am today. She's been there every step of the way. And I have to say that was a major life-changing event for me when I lost her. Mm-hmm. Cause she was my number one fan, you know, and yeah. it was kind of like, how do I keep going, you know, without her, you know, it was like, even in her last days, I had to host, um, the Be More Lifestyle show. And mm-hmm. they said that she was so responsive in the hospital whenever mm-hmm. I would pop on the screen. About oh, wow. Yes. You know, and it made me feel good. And I was like, dang, like, so she really shaped me to be who I am today. And I think that was a life-changing event when I lost her. Cause it was like, Mm-hmm. okay can I give up now but uh, even in spirit I feel like she still push pushes me a lot so yeah. um I can't really give up <laughs> I gotta keep going and stay stay the course I gotta stay the path so you hear that voice in your ear constantly right yes I hear the voice <laughs> in my ear and she is very feisty still in spirit and she's just yeah. like you you better keep going she you came this far yeah. it's too late to give up now at this point <laughs> like she's just like no Say the say the course. So I love you that. know she you know she still encourages me even in spirit. So you know that was definitely a life changing event. So yeah, and now I get to be here with you. So yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that. So tell me more. So we're, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on your childhood still, seeing <laughs> that in your personality, seeing you walking this dog, seeing you carrying <laughs> your purse, you know, creating these imaginary characters, Girl, probably yeah. imaginary interviews and everything. So did she at least see the potential in it? And, you know, you made the decision later to pursue a career in entertainment or communications, but did mm-hmm. she nurture it growing up or did the so people she around was like, you nurture No, you got to do, no. Because like, with, you know, with Caribbean and West Indian parents, they really want you to be doctors and lawyers yeah. um, mm-hmm. or just anything in healthcare. <laughs> doctors, yeah. lawyers, anything in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the focus. So my sister was supposed to be in um, healthcare. She was supposed to be a nurse. My sister, she's older than me and she changed her major from being a nurse to a teacher. Um, so that was a girl. That's where we initially had messed up. This okay? coming from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so she did that. And then I had the nerve to switch my major. So it was yeah. like, uh, yeah. So no, she was like, absolutely not. You are not going to be doing anything with this. And I said, 
but I really, I really wanted to. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be a radio host. I thought I was going to be um, Quicksilver and Angie Ange. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to be um, Russ Parr. Oh my God. I look mm-hmm. up, I look up to mm-hmm. Russ Parr. I love him on 92.9. Now he's on 102, 1023 or uh, mm-hmm. 1035. But yes. Oh my gosh. Russ Parr morning show. I thought I was going to be like a radio host. I thought I was going to mm-hmm. be Donnie Simpson. But my mom was like, no, stick to the law. And <laughs> so she was like, no, but it wasn't until I changed my major. I started doing better. That's when she was like, oh, I can take it seriously. Uh-huh. I can see you doing this. Like, mm-hmm. this, you're for real. Like mm-hmm. I told her, I said, this is my dream. This is my destiny. I never forget. I kept having dreams in my head of what I looked like. I was sitting on a couch and I was hosting a show and mm-hmm. I kept having these dreams and I kept telling her and, and I was like, I think that's the way I'm supposed to be going. Like I, I kept mm. telling her, she was just like, uh, stick to law. It's guaranteed. And you know, Caribbean parents always tell you, you need a guaranteed job. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so there was nothing I could so do. Who nurtured that for you then? It has to come from somewhere to stay my the place. Auntie. That was, auntie. Girl, okay. it was okay. auntie. My aunt is a pastor. Okay. And whatever my mom was saying, my aunt came in on the slide and was like, if God has that mm-hmm. for you, it's mm-hmm. for you. So my auntie nurtured it. She said, mm. so she was, she was basically in the background, just telling me, keep going, keep yeah. going, keep going. You know, she'll see, she'll see. And then yeah. um, to eventually have both of them on my side, you know, that yeah. was great, you know, cause, <laughs> but auntie was the one who, you know, she definitely like was the one who constantly like she nurtured it. She yeah. was like, I see it. I'd be like, hey, I'd be like, Auntie, I had this dream. And I saw she said, That's it. She mm-hmm. said, God's talking to you. And she would just continuously just like she nurtured it, I have to say. And then people I met, like, you know, I've I've had um just encouraging people in my life. I've had Shardell Moore, mm-hmm. the previous host of our lifestyle show. She was like, I see great things in, in your future. She was like, here's what you're going to do. And every step she gave me, I followed. Mm-hmm. I think that was something, that was 2015 when I met her. Okay. And she was like, I, I feel like I know you. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know why we feel like that, but I feel like there's a connection here. And mm-hmm. since then, every step she's telling me to do, anything, I, she's, anything she's, any task she's giving me, she like, I just do it. And, and and I get I get a blessing out of it. Like yeah. literally something good comes out of it. Opportunity is she's just like, I'm telling you, I feel like I know where you're going. I see where God is taking you. She's a, look, I've had some people in my life. It's good to keep those folks, those folks in your life who believe in you. Absolutely. They're like, I see the potential. I see where you're Absolutely. going. I see it. So I'm sticking with it. So yeah, it's exactly. Those people I've had. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and that's, that's specifically why I ask because we are very late to the game of mentorship, mm-hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> we know the importance, not until so much later in our lives, the value yeah. in having a mentor, having someone who does the work that you want to do, mm-hmm. it's already in the circles you want to be in. Yes. Someone who's gonna, as I, I, I've been saying, mention your name when you're not in the room. You know, mm-hmm. we need those people. So it's great that you had someone, mm-hmm. um, if, not, if not in childhood, but it's early enough in your life to help yep. you set the course and help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, charter that territory it helps it helps you just it helps you as you're growing too yeah so you know when when you're being shown certain things and you're like i can i can see where i'm going 
Yeah. And it's like when someone when you tell someone that and they believe you, it just makes you feel like you can do elevated. Right. Yeah. I feel like I can tackle anything. I feel like I can do anything. I feel like I'm built for this. Like you ever felt like that? Like I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I remember I remember telling my best friend one time and I was like, I can feel in my veins that like something great is about to happen for me, but Mm -hmm. I can't I couldn't tell what it was. And Mm And she was like, I always think back to that day. She was like, you're literally doing everything you said you were wow. going to do. And so living that out, it's, it's, it's a blessing. Living that out every single day, honestly, it's just a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> but they but they all knew. They were like, you're so funny. You're hilarious. Like, I wish you could do something with this, but we don't know what. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was just. Did teachers nurture that in school? Yeah. Did oh, any teachers nurture that? In my professors, I would say, but. Okay. Mm-hmm. But not professors. In the they did. You know, one. It was the reason I changed my major was because I met this counselor um, at Bowie State University. I went to Bowie State University, okay. which is like right here in Maryland. Um, yeah. HBCU. Okay. I want somebody to get caught up. Let me stop. <laughs> but um, I got two um, years at an HBU. Two strong yes. years. <laughs> Come on now. Look, we survived. Look, we survived. <laughs> We survived the HBCU. Okay, let me yeah. stop. Uh, but no, I, I met this. You're going to think this is crazy, but I always tell this story because there was this. Well, so it was mandatory in um, Bowie State for you to meet a um, meet with a counselor. Okay. And the counselor is supposed to, in your freshman year, you're supposed to be advised during your freshman seminar class yeah. as to like what, what you're going to do. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. You have to be advised as to what you're going to do. So in addition to having an advisor, they were like, you need to go see this counselor. And I was like, oh, this is stupid. But I, <laughs> so I still went. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this, I remember she had this huge red sweater on. It was a black woman and she had this short wig on and she had like a long jean skirt and she let me know about myself. I mm-hmm. was telling her what I'm going to do. Cause I felt like it was a waste of time to be there. I was like, sis, I'm majoring in law. I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to make sure I become a lawyer. And she started asking me questions like, well, what part of law are you going to study? And I was like, oh, I don't know. No like, <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. And she was like, okay. She was like, do you know like what part of it you are focused on? And I was like, there's different parts. Like I didn't, girl, I said, <laughs> laid me out. I was so embarrassed. I really didn't know a lot about law, but I just mm-hmm. knew I had to take it and focus on it. Right. And she was like, why are you taking this? Like, why are you, why is this your major? And I was like, oh, cause my mom said so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was mm-hmm. like, that is not the way to go with this. She was like, is your mom going to be taking your courses for you? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you want to tell her that? Cause, mm-hmm. cause apparently <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And she was like, what do you really want to do? I said, ma'am, I thought I was going to be a radio host. I thought I was going to be the best thing that's ever hit media. And I was like, my mom said, it's not a guaranteed job. So I should stick with this. And mm-hmm. she was like, your mom is not going to be the one to be taking these courses. Your mom isn't going to be the one that has to live your life specifically. She yeah. was like, so you need to make a decision. She was like, if you want to do communications and broadcast journalism, you need to focus on that. And she was like, you need to go switch your major right now. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. And she told me she was, she just was straight up with me. It's not what you want to do. So don't do that. Mm. And um, I don't know. She laid me out. I felt like, but it was a life changing experience. Cause I yeah. literally went and changed my major that day. Wow. 
I changed my major that day. By like four o'clock, I had met the communications director. Like I heard, I was, I had switched my major and that's why I didn't tell anybody for like maybe a year and a half and two years. A I didn't want to get a half. Okay. I didn't so tell are- them. I told my aunt, I told the rest of my family knew and they were waiting for the ball to drop. They were like, when are you going to tell your mom? Like, oh my goodness. This is major. My mom was like, girl, she was mad. She was- <laughs> I mean, you got to show report cards. <laughs> I had, oh, I was getting great. I was getting better grades. I could say like, she was like, oh my gosh, Dean's list again. But she didn't know it was because I had changed. <laughs> okay. so she's not analyzing the report card. She's not looking at the course you're taking. Just like, oh, this is amazing. Okay. Like, you're doing okay. so well. Wow. It was so embarrassing. But I was like, and everybody in my family knew. They were like, oh, when are you going to tell her? Blah, blah, blah. So I finally, when I told her, I, she was just like, she was so sad and disappointed. But mm-hmm. that counselor, like, really... I, I, I can't find her. And the I'm going to ask you, do you know where she is? I, I don't know where she is. Um. I, after that one day, I ain't, seen, I ain't seen sis since. Oh, my goodness. That's why I say it's a crazy story. I don't know what to, I, do, I don't know. That's the, uh, I don't have that's the angel that appears in the Lifetime movie and changes the course of your life. Right. And I'm like, she was, she, I promise you, I saw her. She signed my paper. So I know that she was real and existed, uh-huh. but I could not find her again ever since then. And I always tell wow. the story because I'm just like, one day I would like to find her. I do not know who she was, but shout out to whatever counselor that was. Twenty That was like 20, that was 2007, Bowie State University um, freshman seminar and sis changed my life because I changed my wow. major that very day that she told me to. So I wish I could find her one day to thank her, but yeah, it's changed my yeah. life ever since. <laughs> I oh, yeah. love that story. That uh-huh. was that was amazing. What did they I call? Know. It's weird. I try not to weird people out with it, but she's yeah. really the reason why I did this. I was yeah. like, man, it's the, it's on the tip of my tongue. What do they call it? You know, the Morgan Freemans in the movie, the black man, yes. the black mysterious. You know, the I can't remember what they call it, but it's that. Yes. that it's like that a person, that something. Mystical, yeah, exactly. They appear at the right time. Yes. They give you guidance and wisdom, and they, they disappear. And they disappear. Yeah. I really tried looking for her while I was yeah. at campus and I was about to graduate. I was looking for her and I could not find her because I went on to um, get an internship at High Nine Five and Kane, you know, God rest his soul too. Kane let me on air. Um, he let me do a segment on air. It was just, I had jumped off to doing so many different things and yeah. like, I don't know, it just, it jump started my career there. So I was really hoping to find her to tell her this, but I can't find her. (laughs) Yeah. I interviewed um, Jay Phoenix, a music producer a couple of weeks ago. And he said said that he went back to Duke Ellington to make sure that he he told the teacher that told him he would have a career in music. Because I think he pursued IT or something outside. Yes. Mm -hmm. But he remembers the conversation with that instructor and said, you're going to be in music. You should be doing music. So with it's that those people who flowers. know and they know yeah. you so well. They're like, I can see your gifts. Yeah. I wish you see it too. And it's like, you're you're just your your mind is focused on the wrong thing. So right. I think man. they see themselves in you. They see themselves when they were younger. Yes. And they see that, that same drive, that same passion and enthusiasm in you, and want to get you on track before yeah. you veer off course. It's yeah. true. It's yeah. true. I I think my focus when I was younger was I'm really good at like English and language arts. So my focus was I even wrote I wrote like a, a book for my class that my teacher was super impressed with. And mm-hmm. it was 
and everybody was like, I can't believe you wrote this, but it was like just, it was like just a girl playing and she just, um, the devil popped out on her mm -hmm. and he kept trying to make her do bad things. And then she mm -hmm. was like, nope, I don't want to. So I'm throwing him back down in this, uh, <laughs> in this sewage hole that he came out of. Uh -huh. And like, and it was just like the most hilarious story. And I was like, oh yeah, so maybe I have a feature in English. And uh -huh. they were like, English and law. So people try to put you in a box of what yeah. you think you're good at. Just Absolutely. you can be good at multiple things, but mm -hmm. yeah, don't let people put you in a box. Yeah. That's yeah. what I learned. And I guess it's I guess it's with good intentions. They want to on the path to success. Mm-hmm. But it just, just it's not what it's it's not for you. If it's right. and you know it and you know it, but you're just going along with it. Right. Right. <laughs> That's the worst part. We go along with it, like it's gonna work. It's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So the career choice. So that so that happened much later. You oh, yeah, leaned into it in college with mm -hmm. the um, you know, yeah. support and encourage of this mysterious fictional creature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this angel. I'm like, this angel that appeared yes. from out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then so you mentioned a few internships, some really great internships. And although yeah. your career is somewhat unconventional, there are a lot of people that go into communications and have their sights set on mm -hmm. this type of career, you know, in entertainment. Oh, right. Um, so walk us through the process of actually being able to secure these really good internships, the relationships oh, that you girl. have to form. It was rough. College. It is okay. not easy. It Talk is not that. easy. It is rough. And when I do, um, usually the Capital Emmys, they have this NATAS and they, you, you get to talk to different journalists who are up and coming or mm -hmm. who are just starting off. And I, I I'm very real with them when I have these conversations with them. And I just want to let people know that I didn't, I didn't take the, the normal route or whatever okay. it is you're supposed to do. Okay. I was all over the place. Like I literally was just, um, let me see. I got the Hot Night Five internship and that was first semester. And I, would, I was helping Kane show and Sarah show. And I still shout out to Sarah Fraser. I still, I still follow her. She's doing amazing. Um, but <laughs> you know, I had that and I was, um, doing that internship and then it was like okay well, what's next mm -hmm. and then it was like okay now you're supposed to apply for jobs so I was applying for jobs and I was like man I can't get anything I was I mean I was desperately every day I woke up I was job hunting 8 to 5 p.m mm -hmm. it was like a job job hunting and what type of jobs are you looking for and so at that point in time I was looking for anything in radio TV and okay. and because I only as a had personality a, as a producer as anything. a writer anything. I was like come okay. on hire a sister I did all of these things I'm well known I'm lady T I'm like mm -hmm. and then it's like mm, we're good I just wasn't hearing mm. back and then I was like I don't know what I'm supposed to do I thought I had this in the bag I, you know I was built yeah. up I was like oh this is great but then um, I ended up going back to school and I ended up going to Full Sail University, okay. which is in Winter Park, Florida. I did that online. Mm -hmm. And boy, did they whip me into journalism shape. Okay. Like it was, it was a one year program. They sent you a video camera and like you had to cover different stories every single week. Like every week okay. we were covering a new story. It was crazy. And did, were um, you responsible for finding your own story as well? And you had to pitch, you had to pitch like what story you wanted to do. Okay. Um, but also they were like, oh yeah, this sounds good. Like pursue that. And okay. you would have to turn it in by Sunday night, 11.59 PM. Sometimes it'd be Monday. Um, mm -hmm. But they were very strict because they sent you the equipment. So it's not like you can't do it. They yeah. sent you the equipment. They sent us a Sony HD camera, a MacBook computer, 
they said does everything you need in this launch box and okay. you're like okay they taught me how to edit video they taught me how to do so much with mm -hmm. this school and they literally like find an event to cover find mm -hmm. an important person to cover there was like several stories that really stuck out to me and i realized that like i was like oh i like this i could really like i could really do this and okay. then i was like okay now that i've gotten like i was valedictorian i was also advanced achiever awesome. i got the advanced achiever award which is the award where they feel like this person's really gonna make it and you're the standout okay. in your class okay I got valedictorian, I got advanced achiever award. I'm like, come on, after this, I should be good. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. after that, I was like, man, I still can't find a job. I was, I mean, I was trying to go after like radio host jobs. I was going after just board operator jobs. I was the simplest things. Then wow. I was like, you know what? Forget it. Let me try patient registration at this local hospital. Oh my god. <laughs> well, look, I was like, We're you were about to be in the healthcare industry. <laughs> I was like, they might all be that. I'll answer a phone. Look, I use my phone. I was desperate. My mom yeah. was getting frustrated. She was like, yeah. what is happening? Like, why are you just mad? I was like, I know. I'm trying. Yeah. It was difficult, but um, I it was so hard to find a job. And I ended up becoming a freelance reporter for um a local newspaper. $35 okay. per story, $15 if I took a photo. Girl, wow. I wasn't making nothing because all that mm -hmm. together is just basically your $50 a story in total. Yeah. And that was like, I, I, I learned so much doing that. I think I went on a tour with uh, Steny Hoyer, you know, our first person. I went on a tour with him on the Weather Center at University of Maryland. I was, I was with you. I was doing a lot of different stories and I really liked it. You know, I was, um, I just wasn't making enough money from it. Yeah. Um, but I had to take, I was taking anything I could get at that point just to jump start me on my career. And, and what do you think it is? What do you think it is that makes breaking in so hard? It's tough because they want you to have the experience already. And it's like, wait, I'm coming to you for the experience. Exactly. That's going to say, but how do you get the experience? How do I get the experience? Yeah. And, and you know what? I had to be willing to be like, I had to work my way up and I had to be willing to be like, okay, I'm going to work my way up because I yeah. know this is just a starting point. That's it. Yeah. It's just a starting point and um, I'm going to get to where I need to get to. Okay. Um, but it was rough because I, I mean, imagine making, I was like, I only started off doing like two stories a week. So I was only making like a hundred dollars like a week yeah. and then like, that was rough. Those are rough times. And I this isn't really... uncommon. I've heard this before. In, you heard in, that? Okay. Yeah, in, in this industry for sure, because they know everyone, it's very competitive. Everyone yeah. is trying to get these 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 jobs, these internships. And, and so they're willing. Experience that can, yeah. are getting ahead of you. There's yeah. more experience who are ahead of you. There's people with And willing to work for free, even yes. with that experience. They're willing to work for free. They have somebody yeah. taking care of them they you know they're like and i have my, my parents were technically like they were like look we'll help you but right now mm -hmm. we need you to get a job your focus needs to be job 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 okay uh -huh. yeah. so i you know i started off in the pg central newspaper and they were giving me fifty dollars a story and that was a little rough and I, <laughs> but it was good i i enjoyed mm -hmm. my beat i was a features reporter and i did town what is it town like i did a, a i covered Bowie City Government. Okay. So I did features, Bowie City Government, and then I got another job at a different newspaper. 
a bigger newspaper. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would cover features and I would cover local town government for Indian Head, um, <laughs> where they had like the first youngest mayor like ever. Um, so I got to work with him um, okay. and, uh, and La Plata. And they gave me a plaque. They gave me a plaque when I, you know, because they were like, look, we were not getting coverage. And now all of a sudden, wow. we get coverage. <laughs> they were like, we would never be on the front page. This is the first time like we've ever dealt with this. And I, mm-hmm. I, I opened a lot of doors, you know, in regards to them. So it was yeah. it was fun. I, I got to do that. I got paid a little bit more, a little okay. more, 30000 Okay. Still and a plaque. Right. And a plaque. <laughs> Still not balling. Um, but while I was working there, I started commenting on TMZ Live because okay. TMZ slid in my DMs and was like, hey, can you comment on our show today? And I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. But they do that for everybody. Like they just they're looking for people to comment. So it's great. Um, I was on at first every single week. I was once a week, <laughs> once a week, every week I was on. Okay. Then I was like, okay, let's slow it down. Let's do once a month, once or twice a month, once by phone, once by video. And it was mm-hmm. free. It wasn't, I wasn't getting paid for it. Or anything. Give me the timeline for this. At what point are you working for, uh, working in La Plata and then uh, oh, kind of discovered? This is all at the same time. So okay. I don't know if I was on crack or like what <laughs> drug I was on. I can't even tell you that. I myself don't understand what I was doing. I don't get it. I was working for Southern Maryland newspapers uh-huh. as a reporter okay. doing features and covering La Plata and Indian Head stuff. Um, but then I was also commenting on TMZ Live like once every other week. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for a blog, I worked for a blog, The Bobby Pin. Um, she's okay. like a national producer now. I was I was going to different movie of movie like premieres and critiquing it for her. Okay. So I was doing that. That's what I, said, I don't know what drug I was on. Like I really don't know. I think I was hungry for it. Hungry, yeah. I was hungry for it, and I said nothing is going to stop my shine. Like I was, yeah. I was. When I tell you I wanted it so badly, I wanted it so. Yeah badly yeah. and I was like nothing is gonna stop me so that's why I was like I, my hand needs to be in every single thing then in yeah. addition to those things you're gonna be mad but I was doing two radio shows <laughs> one on Saturday one on Friday night and it was like one was pre-recorded one was live wow. and I I remember, I, I think I did sleep during these times, but I don't remember actually if I was sleeping. I don't remember. I was just so hungry. I wanted yeah. it badly. And and people around you are hungry too. And they want it more than exactly. you. Yeah. So you you have to really like, you had, I had to set my game up. And then- And where are you living? Because you've given me <laughs> places all across the DMV area. <laughs> she said, what are you, you doing? Was like the only thing that was actually paying me was the thirty thousand a year job, my mm. my my uh, reporting job, and like I was just I was living at, I'm living at home I'm living at home okay. with my parents I think I'm you know I'm like okay this is good and they're just like wow you are hustling like you're yeah. hustling you're grinding um, but the only thing I think they were worried about my sleeping I think I wasn't sleeping yeah. as often 
I didn't care. I needed to grind yeah. or else I'm not going to make it. And then, so that was from 2015, 2016 to maybe like to 2017. And in 2017, I got a job at Fox 45 as an assignment editor. Okay. So I think a lot of people don't know that like, I I technically am an assignment editor. Like I started off as an assignment editor. Ah. Just like most, of these, most of these big names Mm-hmm. All started off as assignment editors. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that role, assignment. So editor. the assignment editor role, you are the eyes and ears of the newsroom. You're okay. the eyes and ears of the newsroom. Basically, you you're answering phones for the tip line. In addition to that, you're also um, you're writing web stories. You know, you're doing our you're handling the social media for the station. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're involved in everything. You're yelling out news as it's happening. You're listening to police scanners. You know, you're like, oh, I hear this. Wow. It's happening. Somebody just got robbed. Okay. When I'm hearing this, there's a shooting and you're, you're, you're the eyes and ears of the newsroom. Like everything goes through you. Okay. And like, that's what an assignment editor. I had no idea what an assignment editor was, but it looked like fun online. <laughs> I was like, this looks great. Let's do it. I said, it said social media. Are you a news junkie? It was like, I said, you are selling this. This looks great. And then I got there. I almost ran on my first day because mm. they had um some guy had shot up a bus in Dundalk, Maryland, Baltimore County. I was mm-hmm. like, and they're like on it. This breaking news. We got to get this person here, this person here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, this is okay. chaotic. For so me. you are also rounding up the, the talent, the subject matter expert. Yes. Like you have okay. to sometimes book somebody for them. And if you're, uh, you also have to assign who the reporter, your reporter and camera people who are going to work together for the day. Okay. So a team. So you have to assign those people too. So you have mm-hmm. to, that's your mm-hmm. first, that's one of your first jobs you're going to do. Then there's also events in the schedule and you're like, okay, I can send a camera um, to this event. I can send a camera to this event. Um, mm-hmm. This is happening. Like, oh, it's a community event. I can send a camera here. Something feel goodish, you know? Okay. <laughs> you know so you okay. have to like, you're really like, everything really does go through you as an assignment editor. Mm. And I was writing web stories. I'm still am. I'm writing web stories. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fun, it's very interesting. It's so much fun, but it's it's a lot. It's it so sounds like a lot. And it sounds like a lot for a first day because Ooh. <laughs> it sounds to me like you would need to know, you know, the right cameraman, the right on it. You got like, to know who Exactly. I exactly. had to develop a system, girl. It was crazy. I was like, man, this is this is a lot. But you know what? It it literally shaped me to be who I am because if I didn't mm-hmm. learn the assignment desk, mm-hmm. how was I going to become a, a, like on the Lifestyle Show? Now, my obsession is celebrity news. I will tell you mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I like news in general, but my obsession is celebrity news and entertainment news. Okay. So I knew that. I was like, you know what? I'm here. I like all kinds of news. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. But I really want to do something with entertainment news. And I think they had a they had like a correspondent. They had an entertainment reporter person who was there, but she got pregnant, so she left. So mm-hmm. I was trying to fill in that spot. And I was like, you know, I got a new way of doing how how we talk about things. And you know, it's called, you know, you know, spilling the tea. And everybody's talking about spilling mm-hmm. the tea. Okay. And that's how um I pitched it. And one thing I want people to learn how to do is pitch yourself. You need to learn how to pitch yourself. Because okay. that's how you get in the door. And you oh, just because you, you don't see what you want to do at a TV station or you, if you don't see if you don't see it at a company, mm-hmm. you don't know you can open that door to it. It's all about mm-hmm. how you pitch yourself. Yes. And 
you know, uh, shout out to my, my girl, Shardell Moore, our previous lifestyle host. She literally told me, she said, here's what you're going to do. She said, you're going to start doing videos on your own. You're hilarious. She was okay. like, start doing videos on your own. Start so talking about entertainment news. Talking about your okay. Start talking entertainment news on your own. Start doing it on your own with your phone and then clip it, cut it, edit it, put it together. And I said, okay, all right, I can okay. do that. And um, I called it Lady T News Now. And I would do it like once a week, every week. And then I'm like, this is exhausting. I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. And this yeah. is this job. And what are you doing with it at this point? Where are you distributing it? Who are you passing it along to? I'm putting it on my Lady T page. That was another thing I'm so glad um, my alma mater taught me. Create a, a like page. One of those like pages where somebody can, you know, follow you. If you don't want people to follow your actual personal page, create mm -hmm. a like page. Mm -hmm. And I, I was putting the videos on there. I was putting it on my personal page. I was putting it on my Twitter, my Instagram, my, okay. I was putting it places. And you, you're, what you're doing is you're building your following. Yeah. Cause okay. your brand, you're trying to expand your brand. Mm -hmm. And I had, I was like, I don't understand what any of these words mean, but <laughs> But now I do. I know yeah. what that means now. You're building your brand. Your brand is who are you? She told me, Shardell Moore, she told me create a website. I was like, what? I literally went home, create a website with Wix. It's what are you willing to do to get to where you want to be? That's yeah. like, and this is, you said this is 2017 at this point? This was 2019. Okay. This is like 2018, so, 2018, yeah. 2018. So people are taking full advantage of Instagram at this point to brand yes. themselves. And okay. She was yeah. like, they were, she was very specific in what she would tell me to do. And then she said, okay, like, okay, now you're doing the videos. You pitched yourself. I pitched myself to the news department. They were like, ah, eh, you know, we're not really interested in that. And I said, okay, fine. And then um, I said, can I pitch myself upstairs to be more lifestyle? They were like, my, our news director was like, sure. Went okay. upstairs, pitched myself to them. They said, oh, we've been looking to spice up the show. This is perfect. So mm -hmm. what are you thinking? How do we get the photos? How do we get this? How do we get that? And they... I have to say the people who vouched for me, the executive producer of the lifestyle show, the, mm -hmm. the uh, producer of the lifestyle show, they were just like, oh, we like this. And okay. it was like how I was pitching it. I said, look at who, you know, this is how many people are looking at the videos that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm funny. I have the personality for it. I can, we can make this work. And you okay. show them how you can make it work. And it was like, all right, let's try it. Then it went from let's try it to, okay, you want every week, once a week, every week. Wow. Then, All right. then it was like, okay, but just I'm still in the assignment editor during this time. So okay. I'm leaving the desk briefly to go, you know, because you're pitching show. at this point, you're pitching a segment. Yeah, I'm pitching my spilling the tea segment. Okay. At okay. that point, I was I was pitching it. And then um, and then when, you know, I but I always wanted to like make sure that like okay, it, it stayed how I wanted it, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, it was a great experience because you really need to know how to pitch yourself. And I keep telling people that I'm like, you gotta learn how to pitch yourself. Yeah. Here's what I said. Um, I basically was like, listen, these are the videos I can do. Let's talk about the trending topics, the things that are happening. Here's a celebrity news part of it. Here's what Rihanna's doing. Here's what Cardi B is doing. Here's mm -hmm. what's new with this. And it was something they didn't have on the show. And they just mm -hmm. needed something to spice it up. You never know what people are looking for. Yeah. You know, and to, in regards to spicing it up. And then I learned how to pitch myself and listen. It took off from there because I okay. left. And have, is this where you became the persona Lady T or were you already Lady T? Oh, I was already Lady T. Okay, baby. okay. I was already Lady T. So we're going to backtrack then because I want to hear how, I want to hear the evolution of Lady T too. Oh, no, girl. It started off, we were, it was like a, we had like a go-go band at my church and like we, everybody came up with their own names. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm Lady T. And I was okay. like, that was, and it was just like, they were like, okay, Lady T, we like that. And then I would host our church events, our youth events, or just any event at that point. Mm-hmm. I just started emceeing the church events and it would be like, oh, that's Lady T. And it stuck mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. And then even in college, I was like, yeah, I go by Lady T. And everybody was like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And I never forget, one person did tell me, they were like, I think you should just keep your name as Tiffany. <laughs> I don't like the Lady T. There's thing. always one. Like, <laughs> it, was like, it, was a, it was a person who was so near and dear to me. And they were uh-huh. like, yeah, I don't like it. And I, I almost gave it, I almost gave it up. Like I almost gave it up. And I know there's a lot of Lady T's. So when it came to me learning about branding, mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to make the lady T thing like work. Mm-hmm. And so I realized I was like, I got to come up with something catchy. Like I got to come up with something like catchy. So then I started with my fair lady T mm-hmm. and then, and then that picked up, like people love saying it, you know, I know it's part uh-huh. movie, but I just needed something that flowed. So my whole yeah. brand is my fair lady T yeah. And, you know, because there's a bunch of Lady T's out there and shout out to all of them because y'all, y'all got it. <laughs> but um, the, in developing your own brand, you have to like what it is that you come up with and okay. you have to be able to say it where yeah, you, you got to represent it. Well, you yeah. have to represent it. And there are people like sometimes you you pick things and you're like, eh, I kind of like it. Oh, it just looks good. Oh, no, you really have to like put on for your brand. Like yeah. I am my fair Lady T, my website, my fair Lady my mm-hmm. all of my social media matches. You gotta make sure mm-hmm. all your social media matches my fair lady T um on everything. Okay. <laughs> so like everywhere is yep. my fair lady T. Just you know, you keep it, you know, has to co has to kind of like collaborate with each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, it comes full circle. So everything, my fair lady T on everything. And like that was the evolution of Lady T. It just it caught on. People just liked it, and then now they're like, okay, Lady T, my fair lady T. You know, it, it just, it, it is, I made it. I was like, look, this is what it is. And yeah. I, that's it. <laughs> and, the, and for, for consistency, like you said, building your, building your following, being able to have those credentials behind you yeah. as you continue to pitch yourself. So now you've got this following mm-hmm. who knows and supports Lady T when you approach Fox mm-hmm. 45 to develop this segment. Yes. And so how, how does spilling the tea come uh, evolve out of that? <laughs> You know what? Let's wait until next week to get that tea. This is where we're going to pause and we're going to pick up next week with part two with Lady T. She's going to tell us how she became the on-air personality we know and love at Fox 45 today and what's next for the media personality who never sleeps and must have been on something. (laughs) Her words, not mine. And also next week, the visuals to the full conversation will be available on YouTube. So head on over to my YouTube channel right now to subscribe to the channel and get notified as soon as Lady T's episode releases next week. So you can go to youtube.com forward slash the at sign. It's Marcia Cork, I-T-S, Marcia Cork, or search Marcia Cork from YouTube. All right. So with as much fun as we had in this conversation, you can only imagine (laughs) just how fun it's going to be seeing those visuals. That's definitely going to be a good time. Okay. So if you're a new listener, I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll follow the show right now. I release a new episode every Monday. Until next week, MCs. 
Bye-bye.